Another fun-filled episode of the Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm ODN and this is my panel. Throw away your razors and wax pots, channel your inner 60s love child, because according to Cameron Diaz and our next panellist, the Hirsute look is coming back. I thought you said you weren't going to give me any ammunition this week, maybe. Oh my god. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. He's also into hair. A hair of the dog while he's cooking breakfast for his mates, that is. Although I'm not sure how effective it is since his drink of choice is blue pop-tops. But I guess you know what you're doing, Happy Dude. Oh, depends on what the occasion is. (laughs) When he isn't dangling from the key ring of a gold medal winning netball player, he spends his time building up a rubbish pile of (laughs) yellow super-dupers. Maybe you could sell them to Essendon for their drug test, HBF. (laughs) <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> oh, there you go. Look, nothing more needs to be said. We'll just move straight into it, shall we? Um, we're going to take take a little bit of a look at Blues in the News. Blues coach Mick Malthouse says Jeff Garlett has cost himself a recall to Carlton senior team this Saturday with his night out last weekend that ended in a city brawl. Malthouse stressed Garlett had been the victim in the brawl that occurred in Melbourne's Lonsdale Street at about 5am last Sunday, but said in being out that late, Garlett was not displaying the discipline he expected of his players. The season is over for Carlton's Lockie Henderson after he sustained an injury in the dying minutes of Thursday night's match against Fremantle at Patterson Stadium. Scans have revealed Henderson has suffered an orbital and frontal sinus fracture to his face. Brian Buckley, the 116-game Carlton Ruckman from 1956 to 1965 and father to the Blues former players Stephen and Mark, has died on the eve of his 79th birthday. And Carlton president Mark LeJudice is confident the Blues will secure more home games at the MCG from next year. LeJudice says that Carlton is pushing to play as many as eight of the club's 11 home games at the MCG following the expiry of a deal that was struck 10 years ago. Talks remain underway, but LeJudice is optimistic Carlton will be playing more games at the MCG from 2015. So uh, any comments on any of those news topics, people? Well, it's nice to be at the MCG a bit more. We didn't reach our um, 50,000 or 60,000 members we were told last year we were going to need to reach to be able to get to the MCG. Do you think, um, because the AFL has sort of promised a bit of a kinder draw next year, the fixed string, because we've got a lot of Sunday games and stuff this year, maybe they've taken into account that our membership might have suffered because of that fixture? Uh, look, I think so. I mean, you have a look at our fixture for the first... I know, month or so, two months or something. And we had, like, Sunday nights, Thursday nights, even that crappy Monday night game against St Kilda and 
Yeah, I mean, the poor start to the season, plus that draw, I think probably put a lot of people offside. So, yeah, hopefully they, they don't need us to make 50,000 members and we can play more games at the G next year. But is anybody else annoyed that we're finally playing well at Etihad? <laughs> now we're going to get off out of there? Like, it just seems like really poor timing to me. We've I've, we've just got it together at one stadium and now we're going to go play at another stadium that sucked for us this is, year. So. Is, isn't that funny how it turned around from this year? Like we're, we're five of seven at Etihad this year. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's bizarre. So, um, you know, uh, well, I don't know. It's still MCGs where the atmosphere is. and I mean, I love the MCG. It's, it will always be home to football for me. But it's just like if we're going to lose every game there, then I don't want to play there ever. Yeah, but look, you know, grand finals are played at the MCG. So might as well get used <clears> to it. That's true. And, I, I mean, I, I much prefer going to the MCG than Eddie had. So it um, doesn't really bother me that we haven't. Have we won a game there this year? Um, at the MCG, we beat Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we did. There you go. So what we've won one game this year. So uh, that's that doesn't bother me. I think play as many games as the MCG as we can and leave um, say goodbye to Eddie at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do agree with that. Um, anybody have any particular thoughts on the Jeff Garland incident? Well, I think uh, there's a little bit of foxing going on. I mean, obviously, the first thing we want to be thankful for is that Jeffrey is fine. Um, when Murph and Mick have both come out and said that he would have been in the seniors this week if that hadn't happened, I think they're playing funny buzzers a little bit because I've been to quite a few of the VFL matches recently and he's not stringing together good football. So I don't know what they're playing out there. I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like a bigger deal than it is that he was out. Like, I mean, a lot of people feel quite strongly about the fact that he was out until 5am, but if they feel as though he's thrown away his second chance at senior football, maybe... Maybe they think he'll take it more seriously. I'm not sure. But it just, yeah, it seems bizarre to me that that he would have been in the mix for the game this Saturday. So just just a little bit of opportunism to send him a message, you think? I think so, absolutely. And it's not like Mick's, Mick has never played played tricks on us before. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. He didn't seem like he was in the mix. And I think uh, when the story was first um, reported, uh, the club came out and said that um, they were standing by his side of the story and... Um, he showed up and did his recovery, VFL recovery, and, um, you know, they were sort of aware of what his plans were. So it seems strange that uh, a couple of, a few hours later they come out and say it's not good enough. So mm. very weird. He's anyway. bizarre, but he's okay, and that's the main thing. This sort of street violence mentality is getting abs- – it's out of control, and I actually feel really, really sorry for them that they, they are kind of struggling to go out without getting, yeah. you know, set upon. Yeah, and, and by the way, happy birthday, Jeffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving right along, time for Weekend Wake. So on Thursday night at Patterson Stadium, Carlton 11-12-78 went down to Fremantle 12-11-83. Goals for Carlton, Waite 3, Murphy 2, singles to Judd, Simpson, Allard, Graham, Caswalt and Rowe. Named in the best for Carlton were Simpson, Yaron, Judd, Allard, Thomas, Murphy and Waite. People, (laughs) it was uh, one of those games, one of those heartbreakers. How'd we see it? 
Uh, I, we did a lot better than what I thought. Um, a lot of people might remember last week I was saying I didn't think we stood a chance. I thought we are going to go down by about seven or eight goals. But uh, no, we played quite well. I was uh, happy happy with the effort and the intent and um, the intensity. But I remember posting in the game day thread, uh, especially in the second and third quarter, dominated play for that long and couldn't put the scoreboard pressure on. And that's when we lost the game, I think. Um, yeah, look, I, I agree with Happy Dude. I, I didn't think we'd play that well on, on Thursday night. I, I thought our uh, intensity and effort were really good. Just that second quarter where we had so many chances to put a bit more scoreboard pressure on Frio with, you know, Allard missing a couple, the great man Juddy missing one, and even Murphy missing Yaron in the, more or less in the goal square, just just hurt us. Um, Gibbs in the third quarter missing that, that long-range shot. So, you know, we really had our chances, but um, I, I really thought they played really well. Um, tough last couple of minutes with um, Doherty kicking it out on the fall and then, Casbolt missing that mark, and then we all know what Cam Wood did. So, look, some really good signs. I think something we can build on for the next four weeks and hopefully take some momentum through the pre-season and then, you know, build for 2015. So, look, a really good effort. Um, shame that, you know, Henderson got injured, but, you know, in the last, you know, essentially the last stoppage of the game. But, you know, pretty happy. Uh, bring on Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we Frio definitely didn't win that game. We lost it, particularly in the last two minutes. Um, I really, really thought we were going to win. Um, I guess we don't need to rehash the last two minutes of the game because we I, we all know what happened. It was pretty horrible. Um, but for positive notes, I'm firmly on the Daisy train. I've jumped on board. You all know what my thoughts were on him earlier in the season, but... I mean, I know people say that he got a lot of cheap possessions, but we don't really want him to be lying on the ground at the bottom of every pack. We kind of want him to play the role that he played. So he, as far as I'm concerned, he did a good job. Um, and, yeah, it's great to see Juddy out there. I really hope he doesn't retire at the end of the year. Um, and if we can just carry that sort of momentum and stuff into the Gold Coast game, then I think we will win that easily. I, I, one thing that annoyed me um, on Thursday night was with the last two weeks of North Melbourne game and the Freo game, if we hadn't brought this sort of intensity, um, I reckon we'd be nearly, if not, sitting in the eight right now. Um, just so many games that we lost through that, that lack of intent that we've shown on the last two weeks. and. That was more disappointing for me rather than the game itself, but more the intensity that we have been showing that we've been lacking so much this year was pretty disappointing. Yeah. Uh, I think in that second term, um, as uh, HBF mentioned, where we dominated the play so much, there was I'm pretty sure there was only one goal kicked for the whole term and it was Fremantle's. Like, that was just the most disappointing for me. Yeah. One positive that I missed as well was um, Nick Graham. Um, even Ross Lyon after the game said that he was a beauty. So he's obviously, you know, he's gone, he's been in the VFL. We've all been questioning why he's been there, but he's worked on what he's needed to work on. Um, and I think he only had 10 possessions, but he used it well and he, he did what he needed to do. So um, I'm very happy that he played. Yes, no, hey. I, I, he had a good game. I was very happy with Nick Graham. I think um, what we've all seen with um, Nick Graham in the reserves, also with Northern Blues, is that he's just too good for that level. So I think he just needs to continue to play for Carlton for the next four weeks and see if we can get a big pre-season into him and, you know, ho- hopefully he'll play a lot more regular sort of senior footy next year. He has received a reprimand and carryover points for an off-the-ball incident with Ryan Crowley. Um, so it's 
you know, at least he has. He's not going to. He's going to play again this week. He's not going to lose games for it. But uh, I was pretty happy to see the way our boys were flying the flag and protecting Murph, and Murph was fighting back himself, and um, they're all sort of getting involved, getting into Crowley a little bit. And um, it's the first time I've seen Carlton really, really do that, and uh, and and support each other like that in a long time. How good was it to see? Like finally, we're not just letting people push us around anymore, and. It was almost like they'd drawn a line in the sand before the game and they were like, we know Crowley's going to come after Murph, so every single one of us needs to get involved and have his back. And I'm happy to cop, like, a suspension or two to our, you know, our tough guys if it means um, bringing Murph up. Well, if it means that people aren't going to... Teams aren't going to think that we can be... They they can serve up the rough stuff to us and we're just going to fold like a house of cards. So it's 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 really setting the tone for the future when we do that. So um, well worthwhile, I think. Um, Murphy's elbow on Crowley was deemed to um, be insufficient force. Um, but um, just as an indication of how Crowley was wearing Murph, Murphy had twenty one disposals, eighteen contested possessions. So cool. he that he worked hard for every bit of ball he got but he still had eight clearances and two goals and he was in our best and i don't see crowley's name anywhere in Fremantle's best so let's suck on that well i think we sort of demonstrated how to take someone like crowley out of the game like we really got under his skin for a change whereas normally it's the other way around and frustrated him so much he gave away six free kicks to murph so um caught that ryan crowley you big dog yeah and if I see you in the street, I'll shirt front you myself. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I do what I want. Oh, <laughs> hey, whoa, hey, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Garlick could have done with you on Sunday morning. Anyway, oh, trust me, if uh, I was there, I would have had him back. <laughs> um, an obscure fact mentioned during the telecast. This was the first time in the history of the VFL slash AFL that numbers 39 to 46 were worn for the same team in the same game. There you go. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, if Jeffy was, had been good enough to play, we would have had 38 to 46. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> okay, I think, we'll just, I think we'll leave that game right there. Um, Frustrating. Oh, except, I, I just, sorry, I, I forgot. I just have to make a mention. It was, one of them was mentioned, but... Casbolt's marking all night long. Yeah, what uh, happened? He, he had could, one job. He could not hold them. It was it was the most frustrating thing. I mean, he's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang him on that. I just thought, what is is is, is the ball like a cake of soap out there? Because he just cannot hold the ball. It was like bizarro, Casbolt. It was. I, I've he never kicked seen... a goal and he dropped every mark. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Saucy Casbolt, love you. Yeah. That uh, that that mark right at the end of the game. Um, I actually thought he'd marked that and the Fremantle player had actually punched it out of his hands. Did, what, what do the rest of you guys think? Because it actually looked like a mark to me. I thought it was a mark, but then everybody's convinced me that I'm wrong. Look, I mean... I have no willpower. I think he's entitled. Um, somebody like Casbold generally holds. He's got a vice-like grip. He's entitled to hold on to those a bit longer and not leave any doubt in the umpire's mind. So, you know, bad luck. Fair enough. Um, I think we'll move right along uh, to a little bit of list it, love it, or leave it. Uh, 
love it or leave it. Okay, folks, um, as stated before the break, um, list it, love it or leave it. And, and talking about leaving it, uh, Happy Dude has just got a call. There's been a, uh, a truck rollover where a load of blue top, top pop tops has gone over and he's dashed <laughs> off uh, to go and get a year's supply. And oh, I, I can't believe it. Um, oh, happy Dude. I think I think we'll definitely list him. Yeah, he's done. I'm done with yeah. him. We've, done with we've him. given him a lot of time, and, you know, and you know. he's repaid us nothing. Exactly. Yeah, we can soldier on without him, folks. So, uh, happy dude, give yourself an uppercut, mate. <laughs> uh, our next player up. Um, we're up to number thirty-one, Luke Reynolds. What do we uh, think of Luke? Well, At- I've seen him in the VFL a few times because obviously he is yet to play for Carlton. Um, he's one of those guys that kind of isn't very exciting to watch. He, I guess he just, I don't know, to me he's nothing special. I don't see why they would get rid of him at the end of the year because he's not really hurting anybody and we can't replace everyone on the list. Um, so I'm assuming he'll get another year, but I don't know. I, don't, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. HBF, you've seen him at the VFL a few times. What do you um, think? Yeah, look, sort of the same as you, maybe. Um, what I think probably the one one thing I have noticed with him is that he can he can play back and forward. So you know that he's got some um, certainly some flexibility about his game. And um, I know I'm sort of you know clutching here, but he kicked this he kicked a really nice goal up at North Ballarat when it was about four degrees up there. He just he he got the ball on half forward. Um, beat a couple of players and, and kicked a really nice long goal. So I think there is something there with him. He's only been he's only been on the list for 12 months. So look, as you said, there's probably no harm in in leaving him there and you know, see what see what we can get out of him next year. Mm. Didn't he kick a goal after his, after the siren to win a game for the um, for the Northern Blues? Yeah, I think Is that he? was it. Yeah, that was early in the year. Yeah. 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 And around that time, um, people were, were starting to talk about, hmm, we might see him um, get a senior call-up. And um, and uh, suddenly Blaine Johnson came from behind him, and, uh, and yep. he, he's the one that got the call-up as, as well. I was a bit surprised. So, um, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, he, I think there's he, a few others ahead of him as well, though. Yeah, but, he, you know, he's a... I, it's not like it's not like we've got to clear out our rookie list. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, That's I, right. I think we can give him another year to see what happens. But uh, you know, I, I guess it doesn't really matter either way. I mean, the powers that be will decide if he's worked hard enough and if he's something in him that uh, that we can use it going forward. Otherwise, he'll be gone. Moving right along, number thirty-two, Nick Graham. Love. Yeah. He's only getting better, you know. So, what would be the point of getting rid of him now? There would be no point. I think we'll see much more of him next year, and I, I look forward to it. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I, I think he'll play a lot of senior footy next year. He's, he's just too good for VFL level. You know, his last couple of games before he had before he got a promotion were were really good. Um, I see no point in doing anything other than loving him and see how we go next year. But yeah, no, no issues for me with him. Yeah, look. Finally, um, he got a he got a run um, starting on the field instead of being the sub, where you just can't get into the game very easily. And he's had a couple of weeks of that, and he's shown an awful lot. Uh, kicked a beautiful goal um, uh, the week before last, and and it's just um, yeah, he's he, he looks like he's 
he's going to be um, a regular part of that midfield rotation. He's slotted in beautifully. Yeah, he has. He has. And that even that goal against Frio, you know, around the corner, even though it was from close range, you know, it just sort of shows a bit of composure about him. So, yeah. Yeah, that was at a, that was at a time where we just couldn't buy a goal. Exactly. And, like, somebody kick a goal, please. And uh, Nick Graham had to be the one to stand up and do it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to get a reaction for this next one. Um, number 33, Andreas Everett. <gasps> Love. I just want to hug him all day. He is great. Mr. Reliable, my mate. We need to keep him. He's fabulous. Well, probably not much more I can add after that. I don't, I don't think. Would you hug him all day? You would. Uh, <laughs> look, probably not. I probably no, would hug you, him. But you would, though. If he ca- if Andreas Everett came up to you and was like, HBF, can you cuddle me for today? You'd be like, oh, all right. I thought you'd never ask. Well, no, I'd probably say, look, Andreas, as much as I'd love to hug you, um, there's a young lady on the Carlton Ball called Mebby who I think would love to uh, <laughs> hug you even more. So um, maybe not hug, but, yeah, what a year. I mean, I didn't didn't think he'd have this sort of impact at all when we got him. So um, love him. I'm not sure how long the deal is signed for, probably two years, but, yeah, no, no danger of him going anywhere next year. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, sounds like a bit of denial to me. HBF, you're heading back to your place for a coffee. He's protesting uh, too hard, isn't he? <laughs> I think so. He's like, no, no, please don't hug me. And then he's like, call me Andreas. Call me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good having a having a utility that can run. He's got a bit of toe about him, um, and. Um, he, he can plug a lot of gaps, and he's um, he's he's become a bit of a runward player this year, and that's um, something I don't recall him doing um, with Sydney or the Bulldogs. Um, so um, it's been a bit of a fine for what we paid for him, which was what was it about a five pick downgrade, I think it was. Um, yep. So so yeah, um, master stroke, and uh, unfortunately, he, you know, he's uh, he's copped that injury and will miss the rest of the year. But uh, we've seen plenty and enough to know that um, he should be around the side for a while to come. Number 35, Ed Curnow. Hmm. Look, I, I really like Curnow for the role that he brings, but, geez, I wish he could just tidy up his kicking. Um, look, I, I, would, I would certainly leave him. I, I don't think he's really going anywhere, but, geez, if you could just tidy up that kicking a little bit, he'd become um, such a such a better player. I think somebody said, I'm not sure if it was on Big Footy or somewhere, but that he's like um, Carazzo of five or six years ago. He's good at tagging, but just can't kick. So, um, yeah, um, get, get him next to Gibbs through the preseason as well. I think I said the same thing about Tom Bell last week, but get him next to Gibbs and just see if he can just iron out his kicking deficiencies. I agree completely, but I think at the same time he's still quite important to our team because he's that that tagger that we need, especially when um, we're not quite sure what will happen with Carazzo because he's getting on a little bit. Um, so I think he's important, but far out I hate when he kicks. I hate mm-hmm. it. It's I mean I know he makes a really funny face, which kind of softens the blow a bit, but. Far out. <laughs> I mean, if someone could just like run past him and get a handball off him instead, I'd, I'd feel much more comfortable. Look, I think that knee injury was the worst thing that could happen to him because um, he hasn't come back from it too well, and uh, his skills seem to be a little bit down. And I think he was red hot before before he did it, um, and um, he was probably in our top 
half dozen players at the time. He was um, he, he was on fire. He was in everything, and um, he's had he's had a reasonable um, couple of years uh, prior to that uh, to that injury. So, yeah, um, I, I I don't know. It seems like when everything else is going well for him, is um, he starts hitting the targets a little bit more. But uh, yeah, it is a deficiency. But we can we can afford to carry one or two of those players and. Um, in terms of those workhorse type players, Kerno is in the top two of those players that we can carry. Next up, number thirty-six, Cameron Wood. Pleasantly surprised by him. I nearly died when we when I found out that we picked him up last year, but you know he's been doing okay. I'm okay with him. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all of our rucks for next year, but I would not be sad if we kept him around. I like him. I like his endeavour. Yeah, we we lost the hit out, hit out something like seventy nine to twenty eight or something like that. It was a massive amount of difference, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to matter as long as you've got somebody who's doing a bit of work around the ground. And you know, he still had thirteen possessions, and you know, he took what four marks and and um, you know a whole lot of one percenters. So he still he still got a fairly good um, work rate. Um, and but it's just I just found it so ironic that uh, Robbie Warnock lost a game for us by doing one of those kicks out of the goal square mm. straight to an opponent, and uh, you know we uh, everyone wanted to see a bit of a change because Warnock was out of form, and uh, and uh, Wood comes in and uh, we lose a game in similar Maybe fashion. It's a rite of passage for our luck. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I, look, I'm not going to hold it against him. Oh, uh, look, me neither. I, I mean, even even his 13 touches or whatever he had against Fremantle was still more productive than what we get out of Warnock around the ground. I mean, even watching him on Saturday, sorry, even watching Warnock on Saturday down at Casey, I mean, he still struggles to get around the ground when you think he really should be dominating at VFL level. So um, Cameron would stays, no question. I mean, depending on what happens at the end of the year, I mean, the club might even see fit to promote him onto the senior list sort of full-time and, and take him off the rookie list. But, look, I think he's been really good. Hopefully he stays in for the rest of the year and his confidence isn't too shot after Thursday night. All right, we're nearly at the end, folks. Um, coming up next is the pre-game pep talk. On Saturday at 2.10pm, Carlton play Gold Coast at Etihad. Carlton have a 2-1 record against the Suns, and this is the first time we've clashed in Melbourne. Uh, the teams have yet to be, re- be released, but uh, we do know that Karen Sheehan is going to make his debut, so that's good news. Folks, how's the game going to go? We are going to win convincingly, I feel. Um, I'm excited. We're playing at Etihad, which is our delightful ground this year, funnily enough. Um, there's no Gary Ablett. Um, according to the injury report, which we know isn't always accurate, but apparently Judd is fine to play. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Kieran Sheehan. Um, I've seen him in the VFL a few times, and I really like his work rate and his endeavour. I'm interested to see how he goes taking it up a notch. Um, he kind he kind of just like has the person that he's on, and he sticks to them like glue. So I'm excited to see him work his magic. 
Um, and I think we'll win by five goals, you guys. Five goals. Yeah, I'm yeah. super optimistic. I'm excited. It's a Saturday afternoon game. And we haven't had one of those since Melbourne. Yeah, I'm, I'm much the same as you, maybe. I, I'm pretty optimistic about uh, Saturday afternoon at Etihad. Nice to have a, have a Saturday day game for a change. Um, I think a couple of matchups I think we might go with. I, I liked um, someone's suggestion on the boards about maybe Kerno to go to Benel. That just seems a good fit for me. And maybe um, Carazzo to Prestia. I think if we can get those two matchups going, I think that'll um, go a long way to us winning the game. Bit of a shame that Hendo's not playing, but I think um, Matty Watson in the VFL has probably shown enough, I think, to come in. I'd really like to see him play as a forward, just see how he goes under good conditions that Eddie had. Um, just, I just want to see him take that step up and play as a forward at um, AFL level. Um, as we said, Sheehan may come in. I'm just not sure what we'll do with mental if he's if he's right to go or not. So, um, again, I, I agree with you, maybe. I, I think maybe a five to six goal win at Eddie had on, on Saturday afternoon. Well, that's good. I thought I was being outrageous, but now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit in two minds because I'm, I'm fully aware that uh, a Gold Coast win and uh, Carlton winning in round 23 against Essendon might see Essendon miss the finals, and that would be nice. But, um, you know, and I don't mind the Gold Coast. They haven't done anything too offensive to us just yet. We, uh, we've won the, in the two games we've played against them. I think it's something like an 81% winning average we have against them, 80, 81 point winning average. Um, but uh, it's not going to be anything like that on Saturday. Uh, I, I feel a little bit sorry. It does seem that um, that Watson is the obvious one to come in for Henderson, and the guy only gets a game when one of our big, tall, you know, our really good tools are out is out. So that puts a lot of pressure on him. But if he is playing, say, next to weight in a forward pocket, that's a different story, and there'll be less pressure on him. I just, I hope we don't decide to maybe send. Row forward and Watson to the back line to work with Jamison because that's going to be, you know, that's just going to put him on a hiding to nothing again. So, yeah, let's uh, let's give him a run in the forward line and because we know he can kick, and um, where I guess his turnovers aren't going to hurt as much, and um, it might get him a bit of confidence, and then he'll start uh, being able to um, maybe swing up and down the ground a little bit. And um, yeah, I Carlton will win. Um, I've resigned myself that I'm tipping Carlton for the rest of the year. So um, yeah. we are we are going. I, I I did when the Gold Coast started falling away. I did look at this game and think, uh, you know, every every Carlton win is uh, another uh, slips us down the draft pick order a little bit more and makes it harder for us to get somebody like a Tom Boyd maybe. But um, oh. don't we love our don't we love our wins and. Um, you know, once you, when you see games like we like we had against Fremantle, there wouldn't have been one Carlton supporter out there hoping that we would lose. Absolutely, um, so. the excitement just it can't be bought with no. a draft pick for me. No, no, that's it. I mean, but um, yeah, uh, the draft is you know goes about top five this year, and then it's all very even. So we're just going to have to hope that we're astute enough this year, aren't we, HBF? Uh, yes, yes. Um... Well, I'm on record saying that the top five almost pick themselves and then you've probably got Laverde sitting just outside there and then throw a blanket maybe over oh, maybe five or six. So, mm. yeah, really could be anyone at this stage if it's outside the top the top five, I think. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, yeah, so I think I think we all think uh, Carlton are going to win by around about the five goal mark. So um, um, you know, three of us can't be wrong. No, nah, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Yes, go Blues! I'm excited. <laughs> I love them. I, I love you guys. If you're listening, especially um, you, Doherty <laughs> and Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor poor Doherty copped a bit of a hard time last week. I'll cheer him up. No, of course you will. <laughs> In a PG way. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Maybe um, nobody. <laughs> nobody's casting aspersions on your character. Not under. <laughs> not under my watch, my friend. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, thanks very much, maybe. Thank you, guys. And it's thanks, always fun. Yeah, of course it is. And, and thanks, HBF. No worries. It's been fun tonight, guys. Uh, to everybody who cancelled on us, Jeremiah has uh, stood maybe up once more. Um, to, to Wookie, who pulled out at the last minute. To Shandog, who has better things to do. To, to Bluebell, who... Um, look, I don't know what's happened with Bluebell. <laughs> um, and, 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 and to make it worse, uh, the, to- uh, the Toad, who had to work. <laughs> and then Happy Dude. Yeah. Shows up for half of it, gets us all gets us all warmed up, and leaves us hanging. You can Just all get stuffed. No it's, satisfaction there, happy dude. It's over, Jeremiah. By the way. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I am done. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Good go, night. go, please. Good night. <laughs>